From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, 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 a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It is 27 September 2022. It's good to be here with you. Our internet went down this morning, so we're recording this, and it'll probably pop back up. Be that as it may, most people listen and watch things on on their own on their own terms, if you will, um, whenever they want to. Thought we would take a few minutes out this morning in our "It Takes a Long Time to Get Young" series that we do oh, a couple times a week here, and uh, talk a bit about. Um, in a more clear, succinct manner of this thing called disease, how we do it, why we do it, and how to let it evaporate. It's the best way I can say. I'll preface this with telling you that everything you're going to hear here, 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 is, is uh, my own experience. My own experience through internal introspection, meditation, contemplating, contemplation, and out-of-body experiences, those all coupled together, in looking and seeing at how things work. Simply looking and seeing from a spiritual perspective as soul, which you and I are. And that's how I've been blessed to see what I've seen and to know what I know. That term's a little loaded because it you know, kind of gives you the idea that I know something, that I'm smart and, and all this. And, and I, no, I just, um, I've just had this internal and deep desire as long as I can remember to know what is going on, and how it, life, all works. Since as long as I can remember. And then the last 15, 20 years, 30 years, I've gotten more and more intent in this discovery. And the, you know, the more you focus on something, the more it happens. And the more information you get from Spirit, God, or whatever you want to use, which term you, would, you want to use. So this is all from my own perspective, my own experience that I've been blessed to see. But, you know, just to, not to be, well, I've been blessed to see it, but I did the work to see it. And which is, and I'm not saying that I'm cool because I did that, but I did it because I wanted to and it was just my desire. But it does take uh, work and focus uh, to dig in, to, to look at the truth, to try to figure out what it is. Otherwise, we just believe, you know, stuff. Oh, I believe that, and I believe that. Which we've all done for lifetimes, right? Well, I believe, well, you know, I believe that we catch germs, and, and so you can go on for lifetimes believing in the germ theory, or, which we know is not true, or whatever. It just takes a little bit of grit, if you will, to dig in and say, okay, well, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Um, so I've done this with um, a disease that... Um, what, what we call diseases, where, oh, I think 15 years ago, 
I truly start digging into uh, how this works more uh, um, aggressively or more, mm, I don't know what the word is, but more intently, with more intention. And in that process, I started to emerge things that I had created over many years, which is how disease happens. We create these things, as we'll talk about this morning, uh, by what we think and what we believe in our state of consciousness. No doubt about it. Number one. That's it. And uh, so uh, things started to emerge, and I think it started with uh, irritable bowel syndrome, also known as Crohn's or who knows. And I went through a couple years of that, and that was quite painful. And um, then I did sciatica twice. That's I, I picked some good ones. And uh, then uh, heartburn uh, f- of the last few years, which is gone now. But um, I, I created painful ones so I would not give up. That's my experience. I didn't know it at the time. Kind of knew it, but I didn't know it. But I created painful uh, um, inconsistencies, imbalances in my body, like sciatica and IBS and heartburn, because it's they're just painful, uh, especially sciatica. Um, I did that so I would just keep going forward and not give up. But I knew early on, uh, 15 years ago, uh, even though I did try a lot of things, you know, herbs and you know stuff like that, and they help. You know, these things help, and they can help you feel better. But at the end of the day, final analysis, I knew that the answer would be by going within to find out how I created them and then find out, um, learn how to uncreate them, if that you can use that term. So that's what I did. Uh, I spent uh, many days just lying on the floor with sciatic in the fetal position. And of course, I went and did body work and chiropractic and stuff. And... Um, but as I moved forward with it on and on, I really uh, learned by doing just stretching on a yoga mat at two o'clock in the morning, how I was really letting go of um, images and thoughts, engrams, if you will, traumas that I went through early on this lifetime, and just letting go of those, which causes mm, disease. This is how we create disease. So if we look at it from that standpoint from the very beginning um, and understand how the body, soul, and mind paradigm works, which is, whoa, so fascinating. And I like to think of it uh, kind of as a one um, hologram, if you will. If you see it on the inner planes, it's just more like an intertwining of energy between who I am, soul, a non-physical species, and the mind, a non-physical species, and the body, essentially a non-physical species, but you can see it because we think it's physical. And that's really the crux of uh, our little conversation this morning. The body is not physical. I I I mean, I know you can go, well, that's physical. That's physical. But as you well know, if you've looked into this with the quantum physicist and oh, the work of some other some other folks, uh, 
Uh, they don't dig into it quite as deeply as I do, but uh, who's the one guy, one gentleman guy? His name will come to me. Um, it'll come to me. And, uh, you know, talks about it. Um, but to, to understand the idea that the soul-mind-body is just one unit, even though in the final analysis they are separate for a soul, when you and I leave our body, when it's death time, when you and I leave, we don't take the mind or the body with us. So the, the, the mind is not physical. The body and the brain, we'll call them physical just for conversation's sake, are one, are one unit. So we have soul and then we have mind and then body-brain, which is one. And the brain is just the hardware for the body. So the brain then controls everything. So as we change things in the mind, things are then changed in the brain and then are changed in the body. So if we're sitting in a chair and we really believe this next statement that, oh, my thyroid is low. At that moment, the soul, mind, body structure has been changed. The thyroid has some energy around it because it believes that it is low, and it is low at that point. It has to be. Uh, Because the thyroid is not physical, it's just a manifestation of soul that we've created to do certain bodily functions, but as we um, get stressed or worry or have angst and all the different things that go on, when we are living in a maya, are we living in the matrix and believe it's real, then we take on these different aspects in this body because of what we believe, not because of uh, you know what the matrix or the maya is doing to us. It doesn't do anything to us. It is only in our reality when we believe it's real. So there's nothing that goes on in the body unless we accept it into our mental construct, which includes emotions, images, and thoughts. We read something and, oh yeah, well that's, yeah, and we believe it, whatever it is, good, bad, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, when we believe it, then it is in the body at that moment. Um, so, big picture, as we go about our lives until we, figure this stuff out. We, um, we worry, and we have stress, and um, we worry about things like money or relationships or what's going to happen when I die or uh, government or germs or chemtrails, I don't know, whatever, parasites, you know, just stuff. And when we worry about them, then we have them giving them life. Uh, they don't have life until we give them life. Um, 
you know, for the most part, uh, um, for the most point, uh, parasites and bacteria and viruses and fungus and molds, they're all in our body and they all do a, um, a um, service. They all are doing a service. And they can get out of balance, right? And if we allow them to get out of balance um, over a period of time by not doing ongoing cleansing or, you know, just continuing to worry or be stressed and keeping that, that loop going, then these parasites that are there to clean up things can actually uh, get over overwrought and then the body will come out and try to clean up the, these parasites because it'll because it says well you got too many running around there who knows what they're going to do and I think that's a, a part and parcel of what is called cancer not just just one aspect of cancer but pretty much I think uh, that's in there uh, Hula Clark talked about it many years ago uh, we interviewed her several times. I, I think she was on it. So it's just a part of it. But we can create cancer cells simply by worrying with no parasites uh, whatsoever involved. Um, I've known people that uh, created lumps in their breasts uh, just by worrying about their father or their mother or um, somebody else in some relationship. As the old saying goes, it's not what's the matter with you, it's who's the matter with you. And it's usually all involved with another another person. Oh, I think our internet just came back, so I'll, I'll put us live here. That's cool. Okay. So, um, so we can create cancer cells in, in many number of ways. Many number of ways. Cancer cells can, can also be created um, simply uh, by too many toxins that we don't have the wherewithal or the knowledge to doing ongoing cleansing and doing herbals and things like that that we do. And the, the toxins can build up. I wish that person would stop calling. Toxins uh, uh, can build up. It's my personal phone. And um, if we're not dealing with it uh, on a physical level, we can get cancer cells that way as well. But let's go back to just mainly uh, where, how disease gets formed. And it is a state of consciousness and it's really just being out of balance with who we are as a spiritual being, soul. Just being out of balance with that. And so that concludes a lot of things, you know, because we we don't know, it doesn't make any sense to worry, or we don't know, it doesn't make any sense to believe in time, and I gotta get this done before this time, and that's all a mind thing, and that'll stress you out. We don't, you know, we don't know that uh, the store is gonna be there, um, and traffic, and you know, every, just living on the earth plane, we create a lot of uh, reactions to stressful situations. And in every moment, those stressful situations are in our body. And this, so this is why we meditate and do spiritual exercises every day to release this tension 
and uh, you can do it with, with yoga and exercise and and meditation, contemplation, spiritual exercises, talking to God, walking out in nature, and you release, these things will be released spiritually because you kind of, we just kind of decompress and say, okay, well, I'm doing better now. I just took a walk and had a little tea and I'm feeling better and that was crazy what I thought about. So you've just released that, that energy and it's gone. It doesn't stick around. It's only one that sticks around for a while and we don't get to it. Um, then it can build up and then we get disease and it can cause all kinds of things, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, whatever, you know, stomach issues, sciatica, a nerve, you know, everything. And this is just because it builds up, right? It builds up over time. So, um, so it's very logical then that we at the, to truly get rid of whatever imbalance we have in the body, regardless of whatever it is, a canker sore or cancer, is it is a spiritual experience and a spiritual adventure. And um, everybody's different. Uh, some, I don't care what you do. Um, the people, we've talked to many people over the years that have uh, ditched cancer and got rid of lumps and lumps disappeared, tumors disappeared. They've all talked about it very clearly that um, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it was a, I, I gained an awareness of how I created this by my lifestyle and what I was thinking and all the worry and angst and worried about my kids or worried about my husband or, you know, was mad at my this guy for divorcing me or whatever. And they learned that and then that's how they healed. Then they were doing other things too, juicing and enemas and all kinds of what you can do. And it helps you to feel better and it, it helps uh, to move things along. But in my opinion, unless we get to the root cause of, of the spiritual issue of these things, uh, they're never quite going to go away and they're just going to kind of just hang around a little bit. So if we really begin to understand that um, the body is not physical, it feels physical, but it's just because the, the, the molecules, just like the desk here, that I, my equipment is on, this desk, the quantum physicists will, will tell you um, that um, they're just moving quickly, the molecules, but they're not, it's not really physical. And the body is not really physical which is why um, as we understand this more and more and live our life more in tune with our goodness or our godness, if you will, that the body kind of gets lighter, which is the whole idea behind um, light, light beings and saints and the, the light coming out, you know, the, the holy cards when we were Catholics and stuff like that, that idea of more light because soul puts out more light when there's less um, trauma and less engrams or less energy in the body. It has more, put out more light. 
and you'll hear people say, he was just so very light. He just felt so light to me. And it's true. They just feel lighter because they are. They have just less baggage, if you will, in the body that's being carried. And this is really how the body ages as well. You just keep um, believing in age, which is an illusion. You just keep believing in that you got to get old, which is a lie. Or you keep believing that when you get so many numbers tagged to you that your testosterone level is going to go down or whatever they tell you, you know. Uh, you know, it's all made up. It's just made up. It's all based on a false premise that we have to age, and there's just no reason to age. If the body is not physical, which is not, it's just a state of consciousness, our state of consciousness, as we change our state of consciousness to understanding this, then the body just um, stops aging and I think it'll go back to wherever you want it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you want to look like you're 35, and I don't know. Who knows? It's above my pay grade at this point. But there's anything that's possible because our state of consciousness is completely um, open for interpretation every moment of our existence. Because we have a choice every moment of our existence of believing in what we want to believe. And we can believe the idea of aging, if you want. Oh yeah, when I get 40, I'm going to feel like this. Or when I get 50, I'm going to be this. And, and then you're bombarded constantly with media of portraying, portraying people who are a certain number. I don't use the term age because that's made up. Or a certain number. And that's what you look like when you're this certain number. When you're 75 or 80, then you look like this. And then that's all taken into our uh, uh, subconscious. And this is pretty much what the body does until we clear all this stuff out. And we can clear it out just by believing, just by understanding that it's all not physical. Subconscious is uh, just our etheric body, um, not physical. And we can clear that out, just like we can clear out any astral body, causal body, mental body, physical body. We clear it out by just letting go of the idea that it's real. It's really as simple as that. Uh, um, that's how we, we, we heal, essentially, is to know that this thing that we think is going on, whether it be high blood pressure or whatever, autoimmune or Lyme disease or whatever, once we understand that it is not a thing, it is not hardwired, it is not in the body, even though it is, but it's not there permanently because the only way something could be permanent in the body is if it's permanent in our mind and our heart and our consciousness and we know that's not true, what would keep us from letting go of an idea? What? Nothing. The only thing keeping us from letting us letting go of a certain idea is our belief that the idea is real and it's just ego. And well, no, that's true. I mean, that's, that's, come on, you can't do that. Okay. 
you can hang on to that one as long as you want. And as long as you hang on to it, you own it, it's in your body, it's you, and it's your experience. And everybody gets to do it as long as they want until they say, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I think I can let that one go. I was in a sauna, you know, a couple of months ago, and and I really started contemplating on the idea of it being, and I've thought about this for years, but I really started doing it the last few months, and it's so fascinating to think about it, uh, where you hear doctors give um, people diagnoses that where your heart is damaged and this is that, right? And if somebody would take that as gospel, if you will, and believe that there's damage in the heart. And you think about that, and you think it's physical, then there could you could probably do a scan and see damage there, right? And then when you do that, then they want you to try to fix it by operating on it or cutting out the, the damage or giving you a new heart or do whatever they do, give you, scrape your arteries or whatever. And that's just one way, and you can do that. But another way is to realize that your heart is not damaged. At the moment, there could be some imbalances, and it's real tricky the way you phrase it, but you can get good at it. Well, something's going on, and my heart's in, out of balance, but I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to burn through that just by uh, doing the right thing, eating the right foods, exercising, and talking to God, and I know it's just going to work its way out. And it does, because as we change our states of consciousness and get out of fear and get out of trying to fix something, i got to jump in there and fix it. i got to fix it. Uh, if, it's, if it's not physical, if it's just a, a, a mental construct, which it is, how do you fix a mental construct? I mean, do you cut it out? Do you disown it? Or do you simply realize that the mental construct is not you? That is the way. I mean, you can contemplate on something and really think through it very clearly, succinctly, and quietly, and that'll work. You can really unwind something that way. It's a little tricky because if you're not really careful, uh, you can get all tied up in knots over it. But contemplation is very powerful. Um, where you can you can actually get to the point where you say, "Whew, well, that thing doesn't even exist if it just you know it's just like this and that and and doesn't even exist unless I think it does." And that's one way you can work in towards it. And this is pretty much how we do it. We're we're contemplating throughout our life thinking about these things from a soul perspective. So we gradually get to the point where they go, man, I don't even know why I believed that I had that one. I can just let that go. I need more water. And you'll find that in, in modalities and protocols like German New Medicine uh, that they 
do this kind of work, and it's very similar. Not quite as uh, esoteric as what I'm talking about, but they're on it, and they, they work with people, and they go back in, and they can find a trauma, and it's generally a trauma of some sort, um, a close a close person dying, could be even a pet dying, um, losing a job, getting a divorce, parents dying, um, um, moving, um, you know, getting your heart broken, whatever, oftentimes initiates a, a trauma. Just because we, we get into it, we get into the, to do the experience, because we're human. And German New Medicine people will help folks get back to the original trauma and they can find it when you dig deep and look into it. And once you do that, they work with folks to help them understand like I'm talking about, and you have support doing that, to know that the, the problem, the issue at hand, was not mom dying or dad dying, that was not the traumatic event. The traumatic event for our body was our reaction to mom or dad dying or getting a divorce. It was our reaction to it. It wasn't the fact that he or she left. It was our reaction to it. We didn't like it. We were sad about it. Um, we were attached to the person. All of the above. And that's, that's where the trauma is. An outside force of somebody doing something, like grandpa dying, uh, has no effect on the body until we react to grandpa leaving. And then our reaction is what's in the body, not grandpa leaving. Does that make sense? It can't affect us until we let the experience in. alleged nuclear weapons um, have no effect on us, if they even exist, and I'm not sure about that. I think it's all fear or porn, but that's another, another subject. That when we believe that they exist and we could get blown up at any moment, that's a, that has an effect on our body, and that alone can, can contribute to uh, illnesses. That one belief system alone. So you see, it's very clear to me, to your host here, of why most humans today, when they reach a, these certain numbers, and we'll, we'll give them some numbers, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, tag on their body, but most of them are on some kind of medication and go to the doctor and things are going wrong because all of these illusions and um, make-believe things that we believe to be true are in the body. And then the body just, after a while, has a hard time dealing with that, and things build up. Uh, things build up tissue in the inside of the arteries because of uh, you know bad diet and, and uh, blood sugar and, and uh, insulin and, and stress, and then it can get all clogged up. But it's all created by us because of our ignorance, and I don't mean this in a negative way, 
but our ignorance of uh, the spiritual law that we are soul, we uh, are the captain of our ship, we are writing our movie, I'm a screenwriter, we're writing our screenplay, we are the producer, uh, the director, and the writer, and um, Divine Spirit is the, the juice to make, that's keeping it all working, but we're just directing Spirit in whichever way we, we choose to. And we can direct Spirit into being worried about this or that, and, um, you know, and get fearful on something, and, and our kidneys start to go because we're afraid of something. But the idea of not being physical uh, in, in reality, and to me, is the most fascinating. Because once you really get that, once you really understand that, and I encourage you, if this is making any sense to you at all, even if it's just one out of all of you, uh, I figure like that, that's worth it to me. Um, one. Because um, it's, you know, it's pretty esoteric and pretty trippy stuff, but what else are you going to think about, you know? You got something better to think about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, is that you'll begin to understand and know that any kind of disease that you think you have or that somebody has given you a doctor uh, whether natural or otherwise, oh, well, you have this, um, is just a thought, an image, a thought form, and the body is a thought form. We've created these bodies by what we think, and this is how we've evolved. I'm not sure when humans came in on, on board and when soul came in. I don't think anybody knows for sure but I do know that that's how we have evolved these these bodies. And that's why we look the way we do today and think the way we do and have all the little intricacies worked in because of everything that we have imagined we are the last million years or so. Not sure when humanoids really popped in or I'm not sure when soul popped in the first time. don't want to get too far afield. Everything is soul. Broccoli is soul. Onions are soul. Squirrels are soul. Doodle lying down here next to me. My golden doodle is soul. We're all soul. At some point, at some point, we knew that we knew. We know that we know. Or how do you say that? We know that we know at some point. And that's, in my opinion, is when soul, as we know it, really came in and, um, and start at the game here in physical reality that we know that we know. Everything else just knows. You know. Dogs and animals know. They don't know that they know. Broccoli knows. Broccoli knows that they even feel pain. Did you see a recent article about that? Yeah, when you cut them, they feel pain. So they know, and they, they experience sunlight and everything, and pain as animals experience pain. But somewhere along the line, we know that we know. So at that point, we, we really began to evolve our bodies unknowingly more 
consciously. And as we become more conscious of it, now in the last hundred years, we begin to understand more about natural healing and and such, and that uh, intervening in things with, you know, with drugs and surgery and all that may not be necessary, may not be the best approach. It is a choice. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't do that because you get to do whatever you want. But as we become over the last hundred years, we're beginning to know with this whole natural healing phenomenon that's coming to being, oh, what, not long, it's only been really 40, 50 years or so. We really started looking at this back in our hippie days in the 60s and start thinking about organic food and, you know, well, maybe we maybe we can eat better food and, and start to feel better. It doesn't, you know. Oh, there's some very cool people and farmers and, and technology and you know, ancient cultures knew it, but I'm just talking about modern, modern life. But now I really see how we're becoming more and more clear on our spiritual nature. So many people are waking up to these kinds of things. And I think it's fascinating that we, because of our state of consciousness, are able to even protect ourselves from all sorts of inputs out there from the obsoletes. We call them the obsoletes, not the elites. The obsoletes who are trying to kill us. And there are. I mean, it's just there. I mean, you really have to be uh, not much of a critical thinker to not know that there are forces out there. You might call them Satan, the devil, or whatever, the lower worlds, trying to kill people. It's going on today. It's always going on. It's just going on more today than ever. But we are learning because of our spiritual awareness that we are spiritual beings to how to navigate around these. So, you know, I think I'm going to do that injection. No, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that's good. I don't think I'm going to wear that mask. I mean, I don't think there's a germ, so I'm not going to wear it, and it's all made up anyway. And it's all just a control mechanism. And more and more people are knowing this is the case, that COVID was a uh, psychological operation. Uh, the germ theory uh, has never existed. Uh, more and more people are waking up to that fact that the whole virus game is made up. It's a psychological operation. And um, hundreds of doctors are now waking up, and it's going to be the, the subject of my next screenplay about virus. It's going to be called virus. But it's people are waking up to it. And there's, as I say, doctors all over the world uh, that are, can prove that there's never been a virus caused anything, ever. Spanish flu, polio, uh, AIDS, it's all been made up. And COVID, of course, as well. And, but the point is that as the spiritual beings, as we're becoming more awake of the truth of things, we'd be able to see these things and say, wow, man, I don't even think this thing is, I mean, I don't see any evidence. Show me some science. Show me some real science that proves that there is some virus out, outside of myself that can go to me, attack me, and get me. There is none. Never has been any. 
There just isn't. Don't you think that's pretty fascinating in this, uh, what we call the Kali Yuga, how they've been able to pull this baby off and just psychologically um, entrap people into believing in stuff? Just programming. Just programming. Just programming. I've had uh, quite a few people ask me when I talk about this in emails and even off the air. Well, why do we create these? I mean, why do we create these diseases if what you're saying is true? I need more water even. Why do we create these diseases? Why would we do that? I mean, come on. Well, I think, in my case, I pretty much know I created my guys, you know, these uh, sciatica and the other two. For a few reasons. One is so I could learn how I did it, how I created it, so I can learn how I uncreated it, so I could then help you to learn how you created and uncreated. That's kind of my job here this lifetime, is to talk about these things. That's what I do for a living. And um, with screenwriting, that's what I'll do. So that's probably the main reason. But I wouldn't be able to talk about it and to help others unless I go through it. Otherwise, I would just be reading some book and say, well, you know, it says here that the body is, you know, it, it doesn't work. So I'm go- I will encourage you, if, the, if, that, if this is making sense to you, that the reason you create a disease is so you can learn how to uncreate it. So it's just Spirit's way of helping you and I to wake up. Hello? Hello? If you eat this every day, you're going to feel like this. Hello? That's in the very simplest terms. But from an emotional level, once we can dig deep and figure out how we created a tumor or whatever, all these things, heart disease, and the billions of different kinds of cancers, once we if we take the time and we use this as an opportunity to figure out why we did it, and we understand that we did it so we can learn how to undo it, my opinion, and we can learn, so we can learn how to say we created a something on in the body like, um, for example, a good friend of mine, I know that she was taking care of her of her father who lived next door who had a stroke and it was very stressful on her and um, just because he was not really being very helpful in all this he was I won't get into it all but you know he was just a really cool guy but he was he was just not being really helpful in the healing process 
and he just wanted her to kind of wait on him. And she did for a long time, and she finally figured out that she was getting sick because she was not being true to herself and saying, come on, Dad, you, you, can, you can step up to the plate here, you know. You don't need me to hand you that. You can just reach, that kind of thing. And she had a little lump in her breast, and it was in her left breast, which is the male side. A lot of people think the right side is the male, but I, it's the left side. Um, um, and then once she figured it out, well, I've just got to chill out here, let Dad know that I'm doing the best I can and be truthful and, and all the rest of it. Uh, and then she started doing some juicing just to cleanse it and things. And um, the lump went away. Just went away. And I've heard that story, not that particular story, but this story so often. And and what we believe at this point, and this may not be completely accurate, but to the best of my experience, um, the body is trying to heal, and when we damage the tissue in the body through worry and angst and fear, which is what we do, sometimes we build up tissue if we're trying to um, expand our territory, or we've We've learned that men who believe their territory is being threatened, they will build up tissue in the arteries uh, because they're trying to protect the, the heart or something, and this tissue then will stop the blood flow, and then once they, they realize that this is what they were doing through some deep um, mental, emotional work, uh, the tissue will dissolve, and the blood starts to flow, and this is when they can often have a heart attack because they're not resting during the healing process. So it's important to rest during the healing process. But, um, so, the, the tumor is formed for many reasons, but most often it's trying to encapsulate the damage. Sometimes it's trying to encapsulate actually parasites that are overgrown. Hulda Clark talked about that, trying to encapsulate uh, the damaged tissue so it doesn't spread. So understanding that and looking at it from that perspective can, can give folks who have this cancer diagnosis a whole other perspective on it and, uh, and how the military, the military, the medical industrial complex, God love them, love them I know they're well-meaning, but they, of course, think you have to kill it. And then you do the chemo thing, and um, it just usually doesn't turn out well. There's some people that survive chemo. I know a few people that have, but most often it's the chemo uh, that, um, that does them in and not the cancer cells. So we created these things so we can learn how to uncreate them. And to kind of wrap up, and it works just as easy as how do we get rid of any idea or image or feeling, whether it be fear or jealousy or whatever. How do we get rid of that? The way we get rid of it is to understand 
that it's not us. That it may be in us, it may be part of our subconscious, and we may go to that egotistical fear mode from time to time, but it's just a state of consciousness. And the way out is to jump to a state of consciousness where we're not in fear and it's not there. That's pretty much, in a nutshell, how it works. We talk about spirit doing the healing, but in my experience, I, I, don't, I haven't seen it. Spirit doesn't come in there and clean up the cancer. We, soul, and we are spirit, we clean up the cancer by realizing that we are not it and it is something that we created and it's not something that's serving us and it's not physical and it's just like any thought that we just don't go there anymore. No, I'm just not going to think that, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I'm done. You know, I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to quit drinking coffee, whatever choice you make, or I'm just, just not going to do it. And you, it's a miracle, really, when we get to that point. We're just not going to go into that state of consciousness of doing drugs or whatever it is. We're just not going to do it. Or alcohol. And that's how alcoholics quit. They just change their state of consciousness. So, nope, I'm done. I'm not going to go there anymore. And they don't go there, and it's not there, and it's never really existed. It's just gone. It's just gone. Because in this ever-present now, there is just now, there's just our state of consciousness, and there is no past, uh, there is no future. So the only thing we have is right now. So whatever we think and what we believe and what we feel and what we expect, what we expect is very important, even though we don't know what it really looks like, but what we expect. I know I'm going to have really a good life because I'm feeling really good. And I'm going to do everything I can to give me myself the best life I can. And I'm going to do that. And we do that, and God kicks in the rest. So what we expect is a better life. And as far as the healing, too, I think it's really helpful to understand, as one of my teachers taught me, and that I play with and experience all the time, um, is that spirit, divine spirit, is how God manifests itself in physical reality. And it has to have soul to work through to manifest. Spirit just doesn't plop out there and do stuff on its own. It needs us because we do have a physical body. It needs us to express itself in different ways through us and you are expressing spirit in a very unique way, and spirit loves that because it wants to see itself even more in fun ways through you. And you're completely different and unique than everybody, and so whatever way you express spirit through your, through your work, through your painting or writing, through your family, through taking care of your kids, or whatever you want to do, it's your choice, and express God through that way, then that's what God wants. And God will do everything it can, Spirit, to make that a reality for you. So in kind of closing, Divine Spirit 
will give us everything that we want. That's what it does for a living. If we trust it and believe it and know it, and also, by the way, give 100% into reaching those goals. Or as my teacher says, 110%. Yeah, just edge on the, on the other end. 110%. So if you want to write the great American novel, you can do it and learn how to do it. It might take you 10 years to learn how to do it well, or shorter, depending on, but you can do it. And the more you do it, the more spirit will help you to do it. And the more you trust spirit is helping you to do it, the better you do it. And the more you, that's how it works. And you too can be a great American novelist if that's what you want, if you have something to say. I'm learning how to do screenwriting. I've been learning for 15 years and I learn every day, continue to read, continue to listen to videos and continue to experiment and working on it more again when I leave here just today. But that's how you learn. And the more you learn, the more spirit will help you and introduce you to people because that's what spirit does for a living. It wants you and me to have everything that we want and to be as happy as possible. That's why we're here. Oh, one little caveat, which is important. When you ask spirit for something, it's really important to tie that something into something that is going to help others as well. And not just, I want 50,000 pounds of gold, you know, whatever. Unless you got some good things you're going to do with the gold, I guess. You can always work that angle. But you know what I'm saying. You want to be able to share what you have with others to help others. And to also, and this is important, to wish others get what they want. So when, you, when you're asking Spirit to bring rain to wherever you are, ask Spirit to bring rain to other places that need some rain as well. Always include everybody in there. That's helpful. It's just the best way to do it. So if you want a pony, you know, ask God for a pony and just also ask God to give other kids who want a pony a pony or adults who want a pony too. And be serious about it because there's a lot of people who want ponies, you know. Okay, well, uh, contemplate on the idea that the body is not physical because it's not. And... Um, See where it takes you. Uh, email me if you have questions, you want to talk more about it. We're putting up an entire um, YouTube channel just on this work. It takes a long time to get young. And we're going to do some fun things uh, with webinars and private sessions and stuff. But it's just all things in the, in the works. So thanks for joining us. I'm glad we got the internet back. It is a uh, Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow, Wednesday, with... Um, Martin Armstrong. And he's got some very fun things to think about concerning Russia. He's come across some documents that will curl your hair when it comes to Russia. 
Now, we always knew this was not about Russia and what everybody says it is, what media says it is. So, we'll do that tomorrow. Okay? I love you all. Thank you very much for your support. If you need some products and good stuff, go to our website, One Radio Network. See something you like, buy it, and we get a little commission when you do that. That's how we support ourselves. So I love you. Thank you. You're doing great. And uh, may the blessings be. Let me get the right button. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.